Today, Marianne and I will be talking about the most muted topic. I might go ahead and say that, um, although it happens so much and to so many women, but this is one topic that a lot of women don't really talk about. And uh, it's never really mentioned once it's happened. The topic itself is miscarriage. My name is Ziada and I'm broadcasting from Dar es Salaam. And I'm Marianne and broadcasting from London. Okay, I know Marianne, this is one topic that's uh, very close to home. And thank you very much for even considering to talk about it. I know it's something that's very hard to talk about, something that's, you know, you don't just open up your, yeah. your, your feelings like that. Tell us your experience with the, with the miscarriage, the emotions you go through. Yeah, let me let me start at the beginning, maybe because um, as you know, we I don't know if you know we've had three miscarriages. Um, they were all different, and um, one of them was very recent. And the first one, well, you actually know that that was <laughs> when you were visiting us. That so maybe about three years three years ago also Um, yes i believe it has been three years yeah so um each time is different but i think even after the first experience we had the thing that i'll say is we were both of us so me and matthew my husband were quite um surprised by how little um like information or things out there there were around the topic you know quite often these days if something happens to you and you plug something into Google you know there's a whole deluge of information and we were quite surprised by how little um, there was comparably little there there were some things but comparably the little there was about the whole issue of miscarriage and particularly so like there might be some medical information but there's there's not so much of the maybe emotional or discussion or, you know, that kind of thing. And so we, um, we kind of felt like there was something a bit, a bit wrong about that. And so we, we have made a kind of agreement between us that we will talk about it, but um, it's not always easy to talk about it. Um, Each time it's happened, it's been sad and it's been um, not, maybe shocking as well there there are different experiences I can tell you about them a bit in a minute but um each time has been different but and but each time we've come back to like okay so not talking about this is just making it um something more kind of taboo you know and like not talking about it is perpetuating the idea that somehow it you know if it happens to you there's something wrong or there's some problem or when actually as as you've already said it's something really common I don't know how I I've read different um statistics but it's like one in four one in five one in six pregnancies end in miscarriage and I think a lot of the data also suggests that there, you know, that there could be more, but there are many pregnancies that women didn't know about because they're very early and then they, and then they don't work out. And it's like nature has a way of 
of basically sometimes, you know, not continuing with a pregnancy for, for, you know, a host of different reasons, many of them that, you know, medicine doesn't actually know about yet. So it's something that happens in nature all the time. And it happens to, you know, a lot of women, maybe not the majority, but a, a, a lot of women have the experience of miscarriage. And yet it's something that certainly here in the UK and, I, and I'm, I'm aware there in Tanzania and I'm sure in a lot of the world is kind of like a thing you don't mention and we even um, came to feel like you know there's a I don't know if it's this I can't remember if it's the same in Tanzania but here people generally don't talk about the fact they're pregnant until they're they're, they're like three or four months pregnant and it's almost like because then the, 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 the risk of miscarriages has reduced and it's almost like they're not talking about it so that if, if, if they do lose the baby that somehow then they don't have to talk about that. But actually we found that talking about it has been something that's felt important and supportive. And obviously sometimes we haven't talked about it to everyone we know, but we've talked about it to quite a lot of people. And the more that we've opened up about it and talked about it, the more we've heard about other people's experiences, not just of miscarriage, but also of fertility issues and all kinds of other, you know, other complications and, and problems related to this whole business of giving birth and, and all of that. So we've kind of um, gone with the talk about it piece. And sometimes that's frustrating. And sometimes that means you know, getting upset and, you know, sharing your sadness and sharing your frustration and sharing your anger with people. But ultimately it's felt like a positive decision for us not to keep it as something that we just keep quiet about and don't, yeah, don't share about. So that's kind of my, my take on it, I guess. So do you feel some of uh, a sense of loss like mm -hmm. you would lose you know a, a baby or a, yeah. feel the same loss yeah so you think that it varies a lot um for us um by far the most difficult miscarriage was the first one and it wasn't just because it was first but it was also because on that occasion i had previously heard the baby's heartbeat so i knew that the baby had lived you know to the extent of having a heartbeat um so that for me certainly there was a grief there's still a, a bit of grief attached to that but there certainly was at the time and um it it's definitely been different in the two miscarriages I've had since one was very early and the other one that just happened recently, um, there actually the baby hadn't grown at all. So although I thought I was pregnant for, um, like 10 weeks, actually quite a while. Well, I, I'd known that like, you know, in a few weeks in, um, the baby hadn't grown at all. So the grief with that was different. Like there's, there's still like a loss, like, because, when you're first pregnant, there's, you know, you suddenly start feeling like, oh gosh, you know, there's this thing that's going to happen and you look forward to it. And there's some, to some extent, even though you know you might lose a baby, you plan, you know, around it in your mind a bit. So there's, even, even though the baby hadn't grown this recent time, there was, there's still been a grief around like the kind of hopes and dreams about that child coming into our lives. But somehow for me that it's been um, 
a bit of an easier journey than the first one where I know that the, the baby was living and, and sadly didn't continue to live. So that felt much more like, a, you know, a child had died inside me than, than, than this more recent time where I know that it, it didn't really develop at all. But um, so, yeah, so definitely there's grief. I think um, for some women, there's grief for a long time. You know, for some, some women um, find it easier than others. Like I said, from what I've heard from people and read, there's a, you know, it's a very mixed experience. And it also probably depends on how long you're pregnant for, you know, because um, miscarriages can happen. I think they describe it as a miscarriage up to like, I'm not sure exactly, but 20 something weeks after which um, it's talked about if you lose your baby as, um, I think, a stillborn. But um, yeah, so, or it can be like a premature baby that doesn't survive. Um, but yeah, so yeah, definitely there's grief. Yes, for sure. Does it become sort of a secret, uh, you know, between you and your spouse? So mm-hmm. just between you, if, you know, you, you're alone for that matter. Did it become a secret to you, um, you and your spouse? You don't want to tell the rest of the world, or you, you know, people close to you, or you feel like, you know, I'm just going to keep this grief between, you know, with myself. I don't have to share it with the world. Yeah, so for us, we felt like we wanted to to share it. I think um, probably that was partly because the very first time um, I had heard the baby's heartbeat and then I told people that I was pregnant. And so then when I lost the baby, I I had to tell people, um, at least people close to me. And then, so then that that kind of started the conversation. Certainly, sometimes I don't feel like talking about it. <laughs> but for me, I've found that um, talking about it has, has um, made it seem less of a... Like, sometimes I've felt, and I'm sure other women feel like there's something wrong with me or like... Um, I've done something wrong or all or, or those kinds of like negative feelings. And I think talking about it helps to shift those, particularly because often when you talk about it, you find people also sharing their own experience as well. So I definitely think that, that, you know, it's a, it's a bit like that sort of a problem shared is a problem halved or whatever that there's a saying, an English like, proverb like that. And I think, I think there's a lot of truth in that. But I think that the kind of taboo around it are complicated, you know. So it's like sometimes it's like you don't, you know, you don't want people to think one thing and then you, then you have to tell them um, something else has happened. So, you know, people, people kind of have really different um, ways of approaching. And I, and I don't necessarily think everybody should feel they must talk about it but I I, part of my reason for wanting to talk about it is to let other women know if they're listening and maybe they've had a miscarriage and never talked about it or hardly talked about it that you know they're not alone and that um the you know this whatever feelings that you have associated with it are legitimate and 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 valid and certainly I've each time moved through you know loads of different emotions from that kind of really wretched grief and 
sadness to like maybe anger like why is this not working out for me and like then suddenly kind of noticing every other person with a tiny baby in the street and and sort of you know feeling that loss in that very immediate way and then maybe you know um for me at least I've also come to some sort of place of trusting that my body knows what it's doing to the extent that I do you know believe that to some extent miscarriage at least is nature's way of you know um of making sure that the the children that survive are you know kind of healthy and well and and whatever so not Mm -hmm. you know that there's something that nature's doing there that 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 probably the children that I've lost were you know not able to live for some reason and I know that that gets more difficult in some ways the more miscarriages you have because you feel like what you know what's wrong with me that I keep having them. I know some people have, you know, a lot more than I've had um, as well. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a kind of a rubbish feeling. And then for me, it it shifts in time to some sort of peace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I will read you a past, um, just a paragraph. That is some sort of a quote from, the globe and mail.com um they were talking about this silence of uh, you know miscarriage yeah. and so on so the uh, the paragraph says miscarriage is a solo and secretive happening women miscarry alone isolated by the 12-week rule don't announce your pregnancy until the second trimester the thinking here is sensible one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage most in the first three months a woman who does not announce her early pregnancy will not have to announce its loss yeah so what's your thought on this well well my take on it is that i kind of i want to challenge that logic really because i feel like um why should i why should we not be able to announce loss? And there's loads of reasons for that. I think that when we, when we are able to announce or at least to talk about it, then we're able to share experience and we're able to be supported by other people in our lives. And that's helpful for us as individuals. And it's also helpful for other people around us that they know that if something like that happens to them, if they also have a miscarriage or they know someone that has one, they're able to be supportive too. And I kind of think, yeah, that the, the, the 12 week rule as they call it in that article is kind of a bit of a blessing and a curse with that. Right. So once you once you've if you've not told anyone and you lose the baby then you're then to start by announcing losses is is is, a, is probably something you're less likely to do so for us we've decided that we we don't tell everybody we know we don't like send out an email and put it on facebook but we tell a few people around us earlier than that now you know um specifically yeah. because actually if we if we lose the baby we want to be able to share that experience and you know with people that we know and trust and for that to be not like the biggest deal that they have to you know not necessarily a massive big deal but something that is part of our lives like 
the loss of an adult might be part of your conversation with a friend or something so that it's not like you're just erasing this whole experience and these little people that never came to life aren't just completely like they were never there you know I don't know if that makes sense but that's that's kind of where I am with it I kind of feel like it's also um it, I can't it's one of those things that feels like you know a thing that women shouldn't talk about just, you mm. know just in case it goes wrong yeah. and then like therefore they you know suffer as a result and men suffer with miscarriage too but it but it's something that happens in women's bodies so it feels like another one of mm. those things you know I think you've, you've mentioned a very important um, uh, thing there that men also do suffer yeah. from the loss and I think yeah. a lot of a lot of us women we tend to forget that once you know you have a miscarriage you feel like it's your own loss that's mm. it it's just you yeah so perhaps that um, the sense of loss depends because you feel you're alone in, in in the whole situation yeah I think so and I think it's it's been really important for me to share the experience with Matthew and I think that yeah you know he definitely feels the grief and the loss just like I do I would say that you know and yeah for him it's not a physical experience in the same way that it is for me um but it's still something that we definitely share so I think yeah for me that's been really important and I kind of invite anyone listening to think of it like that if, if they don't already I guess yeah mm. yeah how, how do you think people will break this taboo around talking about pregnancy loss yeah so for me it's yeah. it, it's about it has been about kind of just doing it myself and hoping that that sort of I don't know kind of it's a funny thing to say but sort of inspires other people to be able to talk about it and obviously you know that doesn't necessarily mean like I'm inspiring the very people that I'm talking to to to, to tell me about it right now but um in a more general sense for to normalize the 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 conversation about it because I do Mm. think I think that that the hiding it and the pretending about it are a a stress and a strain that we don't necessarily need. And I, I don't necessarily feel like I want to force everyone to talk about it, but I, I want to um, invite people to allow themselves to think of the possibility that it might be an okay thing to talk about. And that actually it's something very common and it's something that we, an experience that, you know, very many women share. And therefore, you know, it's, it's something that we can share experience of and um, be supported by other women in. And, you know, that, that has helped me, you know, doing that has really helped me. It really mm. has. So. And speaking, yeah, and women supporting women, like last year, I think I, I saw, especially on Facebook, um, when it was the Baby Loss Awareness Week, I believe. Baby Loss Awareness Week is, uh, for our listeners, in case they don't know, it's held annually from October 9th to 15th. I believe in the UK, sometimes there are walks and different activities around the, around the time, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something that's very uh, popular. Um, I would say in in Tanzania, yeah. um, but I did see it circulate around Facebook, mm-hmm. um, women supporting other women and posting um, their stories online, mm-hmm. you know, and asking other women, you know, to share 
and repost and retweet um, if they have suffered through the same ordeal. So I, I, I think women are already, they've already started to support yeah. other women. Definitely. Guess, yeah, so they can talk about it and they can bring their stories, you know, to the forefront and, to, you know, to just tell their stories as well. So I, I thought it was a really good thing. I think that was done last year. So I, I believe this year um, something major as well will be done. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm interested in your take on... Um how how it's viewed how miscarriage is viewed in in Tanzania and obviously I know you know there's lots of different um cultures and and histories that make up you know the population um, but is what's your take on it as a taboo okay. or <laughs> to be quite honest I haven't sat with anyone who is uh um especially in Tanzania, who's come to me and told me about, you know, their, their miscarriage. Mm -hmm. um, it's usually, you know, a baby loss um, right after birth. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. in, but in terms of miscarriage, for someone to talk about it, again, that's why I asked the, the, the secrecy question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it becomes a secret to a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so even if it does happen, I... I I do believe that not a lot of women will go out there or out of their way to actually tell that story. Um, it could be one of the reasons that it's just too painful to talk about it. Yeah. Or, they, you know, they just feel like, you know what, I don't need to talk about it. I'll, you know, I'll just sit, grief, you know, go through the grief, get over it, get up and go on with my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's very hard to actually tell um how women feel about it as we were talking about periods you know it, it's something that happens and but yet it's there's so much secrecy around it yeah so yeah so i, I believe it's miscarriage is almost in the same box we're not saying that it's something that you know you just come out and say of course it's going to take some time and some thought you need to get over your feelings and emotions and everything that's going on with you at that particular time in order for you to just pick up the strength to talk about it but you know i think the first step will be to actually talk about it i'm interested as well Ziadron, like yeah. the maybe some of the cultural um things that might play into that around um you know the importance of um children in within the sort of wider family unit i don't know whether um that might even make the situation more difficult especially if you haven't had children yet and and maybe you know and and it happens here as well you know but maybe you know grandparents are you know, keen to have <laughs> children, you know, have grandchildren. So they're kind of encouraging you and yet, you know, you lose a baby or something like that. Then I think that also those kinds of um, uh, things from wide, the wider family unit can really play into that. And I'm sure that would be true there as well. Um, yes, ab absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the extended, you know how, uh, you know, for Africans, extended family is everything. It's not, they always... I wouldn't say interfere, but they're always um, sort of 
in your life story. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I was thinking. Of the, yeah, yes. I, I was so, thinking of the pressure to, you know, maybe exactly. your own family, right? <laughs> exactly. So there is always that. There is always that pressure, even if you know you have a family that's not pressurizing you, but you still feel like. I need to do something, especially if you're, you know, if you're married and then the years have passed and you still don't have children. There's always, even if they're not saying anything, but there will be, you feel like their eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're watching, I mean, you know, when, when are the grandchildren coming? You know, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Coming. So, so then if, if, if miscarriage happens when you're feeling that sense of, of those eyes, then I think it's, you know, it's maybe doubly difficult yeah. to then talk yeah. about you know yes it becomes very very difficult to even talk about it uh, you know and my thoughts i just believe you know even if you're in that situation um talking about it one way or another will help because there's always that helpless feeling especially if you've had one too many miscarriages then you start asking yourself you know what is wrong with me yeah you know what's the reason for all this or you know and so many thoughts are dancing around your head so yeah so it can be a, a bit difficult the the answer is that they don't always know the reasons but there are one or two kind of tests that can be done for some people and that kind of thing but you know um my overwhelming sense is that for for a lot of women that experience miscarriage it, it's it's really about nature taking its course and you know maybe a child mm. that have survived you know you know couldn't survive for some kind of you know biological reason or other and um so yeah mm -hmm. yes absolutely also i was just gonna ask you you know for someone who's listening to our podcast and probably has gone through the same ordeal um how did you pick yourself up after for instance you know after your first miscarriage and then you had your second miscarriage how do you pick yourself from that so the first time um i had um i i i miscarried naturally like reasonably quickly and i had this slightly surprising sense of um like sadness but at the same time some sort of like understanding that it, it it was kind of meant to happen like that. I can't really explain it. Um, but and that was like the first day. And then the, the next day I felt really awful. <laughs> and for, you know, some time after that, I felt really, really shitty. <laughs> um, but there was a sense on the first day that I had, which kind of gave me some hope in a way. And the first uh, time, because I'd miscarried naturally, we and and there had been a baby we were actually were able to um ha have something like um you know uh, uh, uh um we planted a tree basically and um you know something like a not 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 like a funeral really but some kind of like you know sense of almost saying goodbye right to the baby that we thought we were going to have and and so we were able somehow to, to, to go through a sort of process together of letting go, really, I would call it. So it wasn't any formal process or anything, but there was some kind, we did something that, that, that allowed us to mark a moment, really, in our lives. And, and, and just um, with my parents, actually. So, you know, 
just just like that subsequently i haven't felt the need to do that again because as i said that that what's happened has been different and having experienced it before there's also some sense of um not knowing how to deal with it but kind of un you know kind of knowing that um i'll come through um i do each time though i have had some sort of pretty sad and and angry as well and the anger is like because i there's something i was hoping you know would happen but sad mostly sadness sadness and some anger and frustration whatever you call it and i think that what's been important for me is then not to put too much pressure on myself about trying to carry on working and carry on doing everything but to kind of let myself have a bit of time and space that's been the most important thing and um kind of like looking after myself you know because it's a fit the physical experience is a big deal for your body even if you you know you don't go through a full pregnancy there's still um it, you know the hormones that come when you when you are pregnant and then go away again and and what and some other physical changes depending on how far along you are so it's sort of accepting that it's a, a big deal for your body as well is important i think and then talking about it is the other thing that's worked for me definitely i'm choosing to share our experience of this because I feel like it's something we should be able to talk about if we want to yeah as I said I'll post some information on the on the Jajazi page where we post this podcast with some links to resources that are useful and I think um just know that you aren't alone and that it's an experience you're sharing with um many many other women and um for me um time and space and allowing myself to be sad and to um take care of myself and particularly of my body have been you know the most healing things so that's what i would um invite other people to think about if they're experiencing miscarriage now or or, or have done recently yeah yeah that, that's a really good point allow yourself to be sad allow yourself to go through it And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.